Good morning, everyone, and happy winter solstice. I'm Liz Wiley. I'm your worship associate for today. And it is my pleasure to welcome you to Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists online worship service. Our greeters today are Wayne Moyer and Roger Guernsey. Our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend Laura Horton Ludwig, our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, and our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org or download a copy. And Laura's posting that link in the chat. If you're visiting today, we're glad you're here. We'll have a special breakout group at the end of the service for visitors and newcomers to gather. If you'd like to meet other new folks, as well as some of us who have been around for a while, please let us know by typing a quick note into the chat. And if you'd like to sign up for our email list, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org. Though we've had to cancel tomorrow's in-person solstice gathering due to the heightened COVID restrictions in Virginia, we hope to see you at our online Christmas Eve service this Thursday at 5 p.m. So check the calendar at wuu.org for the links to join that. Now let us begin to celebrate the solstice with a new musical setting of a hymn text we've often sung here. The words to For the Beauty of the Earth were written almost 150 years ago by the white British poet Foliot Pierpont. The music was written by Leah Davis, a contemporary white musician who serves as music director at the First Unitarian Society of Denver, Colorado. You might want to sing along as you catch on. For the beauty of the earth, for the splendor of the skies, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies, for the beauty of the earth, for the splendor of the sky, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies, for the beauty of the earth, for the splendor of the skies, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies, for the Grateful we praise for the love which from our 
Again, welcome. We're happy you've joined us here today via live stream audio or video or Zoom. Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here. Even if you're joining by phone and we can't see you physically. Now, I invite you all to join in saying our welcoming words and please, as you say these words, speak them to each other. Know that we're connected across distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. And folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Come, 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 come. Whenever you love, whenever you love, whenever you love, for image of holy. Here we are arrived on the cusp of the winter solstice, the shortest day, the longest night. Beginning tomorrow, each day will grow a little longer, each night a little shorter as our beautiful planet turns again toward the light. And oh, how we need the light this year, this difficult, heartbreaking, lonely year that has called forth all our resilience and courage. But let us also be open to the gifts of the dark, gifts of rest and stillness and introspection gifts of stars and moon and shadow, the gifts that are with us now, whether or not we would have chosen them. May we dance with the rhythms of this planet with grace and growing trust in this life we share and in the strength of our own hearts. Come, let us worship together. Now, will you please join me in saying the words to light our chalice? If you have a chalice or a candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now. Again, we'll unmute you to say the words in unison. We light this chalice. The warmth of love, for the light of truth, for the energy of action. And for the harmony of peace in our hearts, 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 and our And it is time for our wisdom story today. So we're going to have a little fun. So I'm using some figures that I always bring out. Um, at Christmas time, um, 
And all right, let's get there we go. This story is going to take place way up in the big north in a little village called Yokmok, tucked away in the deep valley of the tall mountains. And it was that time of year when the sun got so low in the sky that one day the sun didn't make it up past the mountain ridge to shine down into Yokmok. And the nights got longer and the days got shorter and the snows came and it was dark and the people knew that winter would last for many months. In the Scandinavian countries, they call it Murkitidin, murky times. In this little village of Jokmok, every house had its own tomti. And the tomti are like little gnomes who are connected to one family or household. And they would help keep the fires going and entertain with funny songs. And sometimes they would even help the kids clean their plates by gobbling up the rutabagas and the lima beans tossed under the table, but shh, don't tell anybody. Okay, so for a long time, the long cold nights weren't so bad. It was a chance for people to snuggle up under quilts and drink hot cider and tell stories. But after a while, it felt like winter was just forever. Timmy Tomty, everybody's grumpy at my house. The kids all have cold noses and the mamas, they have cold toeses and we are running out of fuel and pretty soon we'll all be frozes. You are telling me, Tina Tomty, at my house, even though Finnmark and Bjorn are in the sauna all the time, they are getting pretty crabby to me. Timmy Tomty, Timmy Tomty, they yell to me. Bring in more wood, bring the birch branches, bring more honey and peppermint. We're running out too. Well, all the Tomty and Yokmok were very aware of the Murkitiden, the murky times. People missed the sun and they wanted it back. You know what, Timmy? What's that, Tina? I think we'd better set out to go find the sun and bring it back. Good idea. We who? Well, you and me, we, silly. Of course that's who. Well, what about uh, all the trolls out there hiding up in the mountains? Well, we just have to be cleverer than them, that's all. And so they set out. No sooner had they crested the first hill when they heard a snicker from behind a cluster of rocks. <laughs> well, it was a troll. I am Thorn. Well, bold Tina Tompton stepped forward. Hello, Thorn. We are looking for the sun. Please step aside. Trolls don't want Tumpton to find the sun because trolls turn to stone in the sunlight. So the troll said, oh, the sun, huh? Well, I heard that the goddess Amaterasu hid it away in a cave in Japan. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> well, very funny, little thorn, thorn, thorn. Uh, I even know that's too far away from here said Timmy Tomty, who was feeling very brave. Oh, we'll just be on our way then. But Thorn wouldn't let them pass and he looked pretty hungry. 
Tina reached into her pocket and pulled out a hunk of fruitcake and passed it to Timmy. Oof da, Tina. I don't like fruitcake. It's not for us, Timmy. Toss some over to that troll. So Timmy tossed the fruitcake to the troll who got busy nibbling away at it. And that allowed the Tumpty to pass by. On they went up over the crags and mounds of snow. And then whoop, up jumped another troll. <laughs> I am Huldra. What are you doing on my side of the mountain? We are on our way to find the sun, if you please, Huldra, your most cackliness. Oh, fat chance, little Missy Nissy. Oh, I heard the sun's rays are carried by the Garuda bird in India. You'll never find that. <laughs> this time they were ready with the fruitcake, though, and they tossed some to Huldra, and she, just as she was leaping at them. Oof, da, Tina, that was pretty close. Oh, hey, is that a Garuda bird? Yes, it is a Garuda bird. Oh, Garuda bird, what are you doing so far from home? Where is the sun? I don't have the sun, but it is carried by a flying creature. And off Garuda flew. Next, they came to the great mountain Yule deer. And they spoke to it. Oh, great one. Uh, uh, can you help us find the sun? Look, Tina, uh, up there, is that the sun? Oh. Hush, little Tomty. That's just a giant jingle bell. All I can tell you, little ones, is that the sun is carried back to the people by a distant relative of mine who lives among the Sami people of Lapland. Oh, fare you well. Oh, that's even more north, Tina. Well, come on then, there's no time to waste. So the two Tomty trudged and sledded and snowshoed and skied all the way to Lapland. Hey, said Timmy. Oh, a flying creature with something in its mouth. Is that it? Well, when they got closer, they saw it was just a polar cat with a fish in its mouth. Well, dag nabbit. Are we even in Lapland? Sighed Timmy Tumpty as they took a rest on a ledge. Mm. And they were sitting on the ledge and, yes, you are in the right place, rumbled a voice beneath their feet. <gasps> they were sitting on the reindeer. <gasps> are you a relative of the mountain yule deer? Can you fly? Can you carry the sun? I am not the one you seek, little Tomty. The one you want is great mother reindeer. She keeps her antlers all year round and uses them to carry the solstice sun back to the people. But she will only come once you learn stillness. Did you know solstice means sun stands still? You must find that moment of still in the movement of your breath which parallels the great cosmic dance, then Mother Deer will come. Oh, I don't know if I can be that still. But they tried, and they looked at each other, and they felt their breaths. 
They breathe in and they breathe out. I hope everybody is doing this with us, breathing in and breathing out. And at the bottom of the breath, they felt that little pause of stillness. I feel it. And just then, when they both felt that little pause of stillness, Mother Reindeer came flying over the horizon, bringing the sun back to her people. And that is the end of our story. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you, Liz. Thank you, Reindeer. Thank you. Um, a bit of cultural knowledge for anyone who is not familiar with the phrase ufta. It's a, it's a Norwegian kind of thing. And it means basically like, oh boy, or whoa, that kind of thing. It's an expression you can use to just express what you need to express. So thank you, Liz. And now we have a most joyful thing to do. We are going to celebrate the new members of this congregation who have joined since our last recognition ceremony in June. Today, we honor these new members who have chosen to make a commitment to this congregation by signing our membership book. Mary Guernsey of the membership committee will read their names and you'll find a link in the order of service to their pictures and a bit about them. And I will also drop a link into the chat uh, for that uh, page where you can go and read all about our new members. Mary. Good morning. We happily welcome these new members to UU who have joined since July. Our first one is Cynthia Vicky, Jess Hench, who's a returning member, Leslie Henderson, Herb Jones, Colin Moore, Melissa Stump, and Co. Walkley. New members, we are so glad to have you here with us. We're so glad that you've chosen this community of fellow seekers to travel with you on your life journeys. And we hope that you will accept our gifts of fellowship, discovery, and service. We hope that you will offer us your unique presence and gifts, and that you will engage with us as we seek to create a community and a world dedicated to love and justice. Now, congregation, I have an ask of you. I'm going to ask you, will you welcome these new members with the warmth and comfort of your fellowship? Will you seek to add your strengths and talents to the new gifts that they bring to us? And will you share your, our triumphs and our struggles as our community grows and changes? We're going to unmute you now, and I ask you to please respond to this question with a big, enthusiastic, we will. Well done, well done. Welcome. Let us now say together, 
as is traditional, the covenant of this congregation, the promises that we make to each ourselves and each other. We'll keep you muted, but I do ask that you read aloud wherever you are as Angela Serber from the membership team leads us in reading the covenant. We promise to respect ourselves and the inherent dignity of all human beings, to support each other's search for truth, to help each other grow in mind and spirit, to teach ourselves and our children the value of religious thought and feeling, to act responsibly toward the society in which we live, to renew ourselves through shared educational, artistic, and spiritual experiences, to care for each other, to try to live morally and deeply, deep in our spiritual lives. Thank you and welcome new members. And now we invite you to listen to some special music for the solstice season, an archival performance of a song by the white British composer, Edward Elgar, sung by the New England Conservatory Women's Chorus with Dave Robbins accompanying on piano. Oh, so. 
And now I invite you to be with me in a spirit of meditation, reflection, and prayer. As we begin with these words for the solstice by the Jewish UU minister, Amy Zucker-Morkenstern. Blessed is the dark in which our dreams stir and are revealed. Blessed is the dark of earth where seeds come to life. Blessed are the depths of the ocean where no light shimmers, the womb of all earthly life. Blessed is the light into which we awake, the light that sparkles on the waters, that calls the tree forth from the seed and calls the shadow forth from the tree. Blessed are we as we move through darkness and through light. Our faith teaches that life is a blessing, all of it, but sometimes it can be hard to find the blessings. It is now just over nine months since we first closed down the campus and learned that COVID was sweeping through our own beloved community. Nine months. Since then, communities all over our country have been plunged into mourning as we tally the over 315,000 lives lost to COVID already. For all those who are grieving, may their hearts be healed. And may we help to bring that healing with our own generous hearts and hands. We add our prayers and meditations for justice and peace everywhere on this planet we share with so many other beings. And as we hold all these loved ones all these cares and joys, I invite you now to enter into silence and add your own silent prayers and meditations.
And now our centering hymn is by the white UU singer-songwriter Shelley Jackson Denham, who had an especially strong connection to The Mountain, a UU retreat and learning center in North Carolina that many of us have come to love as well. This is her song, Dark of Winter. Let your peace 
Thank you, Dave. Each Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you're joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence is gift enough. Today, all of your gifts will go to Nests for Neighbors, <coughs> folks in our community who are transitioning out of homelessness. And here to tell us more about it is Helen Hansen. Good morning. I would like to talk to you about Nests for Neighbors because it's a brand new program that is a collaboration between St. Martin's Episcopal Church Williamsburg House of Mercy and Greater Williamsburg Outreach Mission. And we have supported House of Mercy and Greater and, and uh, Greater Williamsburg Outreach Mission in the past. But this is a program specifically designed to assist our returning citizens um, in getting housing. If you can imagine being in jail or prison coming out and all of a sudden you have to, you are faced with living expenses. You need rent, you need food, you need everything you can everything we need and you have no money. So the, there are many programs that actually help um, help housing, but not for people who, who have some issues with jail time or with, with um, past expenses that they have not paid. So this is a program designed specifically to help those people with first and last month's rent or security deposits so that they don't come out of jail or prison and become homeless immediately. So I hope that you will, you will assist them, that you will, that you will consider them, especially in this dark time of year and with your generosity. Thank you so much. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. If you'd like to give through our website, please visit wuu.org and click on give online to wuu. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. So you text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688 and follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, you can mail your check to WUU, 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, 23185. Thank you so much. Our offertory music today is by Charles Ives, a white American composer of the last century. Dave Robbins offers us another archival performance by the New England Conservatory Women's Chorus. Thank you. 
Good morning. Our solstice reading today is by Jan Richardson, a white American artist and poet. God of the two lights, I love the sun. It's revealing, revealing brilliance. It's a lingering warmth. But in the dark of night, let me learn the wisdom of the moon, how it waxes and wanes, but does not die. How it gives itself to shadow, knowing it will emerge whole once more. Last month, John and I took a weekend trip to the beach, COVID careful, of course. The first morning we were there, I woke up before my alarm. It was still dark. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I could go see the sunrise over the ocean. So I went and I made it with about 15 minutes to spare. And I found myself there on the sand with quite a few others, all distanced, of course, waiting for the sun to rise. First came a pinkish glow that lit up the bottom of the clouds on the horizon beyond the waves. This is a picture I took of what it looked like in that early moment. And then the clouds began to turn orange and a yellow glow spread out all over the horizon. And all the time the waves were washing in and out on the sand. People were snapping photos. A couple of dogs were running in and out of the waves. And I felt the urge to sing, hello, 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 hello sun, hello water, hello everything. And now the light began to take on a definite form, orange rays reaching up to the sky. The clouds turned to golden fire. And finally, we saw it, the sun bursting out from behind the clouds. It was so beautiful. Just a few minutes later, the sun was fully up, daylight was fully with us, and I headed home, satisfied that I had seen what I came to see. But since then, I have been wondering, why did I feel the experience was complete when that sunrise moment was past? Why is it that we don't feel the same raw wonder at every single moment of the daylight? Once the sun is up for the day, it's still nice. We like sunny days and feeling the warmth. But in the middle of the day, we don't usually stop what we're doing to watch the sun move a few more degrees in the sky. At least I don't. Though it is literally the exact same sun. There's something about the threshold moment of the sunrise that feels different, special, something important to be present to. But why? After all, we know with our intellects that the sun isn't moving at all. The sun is always there. It's we who are moving with this turning, spinning planet. We who move toward it and away again. 
we are the ones who move in and out of the dark and the light of the sun. Imagine the sun watching our little planet. I wonder what the sun might say to us on the shortest day of the year here in this Northern hemisphere. Maybe the sun would say something like this. Look, it might say, look how many things ebb and flow on your planet. Your breath flowing in and out, setting the rhythm for your entire lives. The tides and the sea echoing your breath. The seasons flowing in and out, the rhythm of day and night. The sun might say to us, your world flows and changes so much. This is your rhythm in and out, ebb and flow, but I am always here shining. I am always here shining. Thinking of the sun in this way as as a constant presence in our lives, Imagining it, watching all our comings and goings with an affectionate eye, shining no matter what. That reminds me of a story I heard a long time ago. I think, I think it's from a book called The Empty Mirror by Jan Willem van de Vettering. But Buddhist scholar folks here, please correct me on that if I'm misremembering. Anyway, the story goes, a young seeker from Europe moves to Japan to study Zen at a monastery. One of the older, more advanced students helps the younger guy make up a daily schedule for himself, which basically consists of meditation, study, and chores for about 12 hours a day, every day. And they write up this daily schedule in big block letters, and they tape it up on his dorm room wall. The young seeker tries to stick to the schedule. He really, really tries, but things keep coming up and he gets distracted. And it turns out that he can hardly ever manage to accomplish everything on the schedule. He's embarrassed, but finally he confesses to the older student that he's not sticking to his schedule perfectly. And the older student says, of course you're not. You've made this very ambitious schedule for yourself, and it's inevitable that you're going to fail sometimes, even most of the time. But when you remember, you can look at the schedule and see what you intended to do. And then whatever time it is, you just do what's on the schedule then. You just look at the schedule and do that. I've always remembered that story the forgiveness and the humanity in it. The way that schedule taped up to the wall could serve as an anchor point for that young seeker as he moved in and out of faithfulness to his intentions. Maybe not as bright an anchor as our sun, but solid and sure nonetheless. And then I think of how distracted I can be from my own commitments. All of us have values that we live by, values that are very important to us. 
For me, I would name love and compassion, fairness and justice, integrity and beauty. These are the guiding stars of my life. You could name yours, I'm sure. But I don't always manage to live by my values as I mean to do. Some days it's easy, some days it's bitterly hard, and sometimes we fail. Many days I find myself falling short in ways both small and big. And yet, even when I feel most scattered and frustrated with myself, I know that the deepest values of my life are still there, shining like the sun. It is our ability to grasp them and embrace them and live them that changes and shifts. But when we remember, we can always begin again and again and again because they are always there shining and they hold us steady when we remember to turn back to them. And I believe we can help steady each other too. Part of being a religious community is that we do that for each other. When we read our covenant together, as we did today, when we have challenging conversations, when we reach out to someone in friendship and care, when we engage together in the work of justice, we are lifting up for one another those transcendent values that we want to be at the center of our lives, our guiding stars, our shining suns. And I believe in my core that there is also a deep quality of forgiveness alive in the universe, working among us, a forgiveness and a love at the deep heart of things, far bigger than any one of us, a forgiveness and a love which is always ready to meet each one of us over and over again, whenever we come back around from our distractions and our failures. And I believe that we can embody that forgiveness and love for one another, knowing that Every single one of us gets distracted sometimes. Each one of us forgets to live by our values sometimes. Knowing that, we can help each other remember, calling each other back gently and with love and say with our words and our actions and our smiles, look, look, remember, that's what it's about. Love, commitment, courage, justice, joy. That's why we are here on this earth. And it's okay that we forget sometimes because we are only human. We can lift each other up and encourage each other and remind each other of our deepest commitments and longings. There is always another chance here on this spinning planet that knows all about change and motion and turning toward the light again and again and again. And so together, I believe that we can be for each other, a community like the sun that shines steady, welcome, welcoming each other back again 
and again and again. So may it be, and amen. Woohoo! Yes! Now, let us say the words to extinguish the chalice, and we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We'll paste the words in the Zoom chat. Again, we'll say them in unison. We extinguish this not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. And now I invite you to stretch out your hands as a sign of the community we share across the distance. And I offer these words of benediction by the Scottish author, John Philip Newell. In this gateway into what has never been before, let our soul breathe hope for the earth, for the creatures and for the human family. So may it be, go in peace, blessed be, and amen. For the beauty of the earth, for the splendor of the skies, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies, for the beauty of the earth, for the splendor of the sky, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies, for the beauty of the earth, for the splendor of the skies, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies, for the the sky.